What's going on, everybody? Happy Thursday. Uh, usually the Wednesday pod is the Thursday pod this week. Uh, we're going to do a brand new segment uh, that I've named Step Up Man. Uh, we'll talk more about that when we get to it, at the, and that'll be the last segment of the podcast. And as usual, uh, we'll do injuries and fantasy football. We're getting close to fantasy football playoffs. Um, I'm on the brink of making it into the championship bracket for my fantasy league a very slow start i think i started one and five uh currently seven and six right now so i gotta definitely gotta pull out a victory this week so i am a hundred percent invested uh in fantasy this week which hopefully helps you guys out as well uh also as per the usual we'll go over some injuries some stuff going on that may impact your fantasy football uh, teams may impact some of the players on those teams and or uh, maybe either the fan, um, whichever team you are a fan of as well. So we're going to hop right in. We're going to start with our injuries like we typically do. Uh, and we're going to start out in New Orleans. Taysom Hill, uh, he has mallet finger. Now, uh, it sounds kind of weird and kind of sounds prehistoric uh, when you say mallet finger. Uh, but mallet finger is pretty much almost exactly identical to what Russell Wilson went through minus one part of it. Uh, there's no fracture in in any of the fingers. Uh, he can play with some type of brace on it. Uh, it's going to be uncomfortable. You saw the way Russell Wilson performed for a few weeks after he came back uh, from the finger surgery. Uh, it doesn't look like Taysom Hill is going to have that surgery, so he looks like he's going to opt to have it after the season and kind of play with that brace or bracket, I guess they're calling it. Uh, it it doesn't seem like he's going to miss time. It looks like he's gearing towards having it at the end of the season. Uh, if you guys are not familiar with the Taysom Hill contract, he signed a four-year, $160 million contract, I think, in which case all years are voidable, uh, which is a pretty weird contract, honestly. And based on the last year, especially last year with all the finagling teams were able to pull off because of the salary cap issues that they were going through, uh, it seems like that's just another way for teams to kind of gauge how they're going to be, where they're going to be at in terms of monetarily uh, with all their starting players and with all their backups and reserves as well. So uh, we'll keep an eye on Taysom Hill. They didn't have much <clears throat> Sorry, they didn't have much of anything going on uh, with Trevor Simeon, and and Taysom Hill came in and threw four picks. So the the New Orleans Saints are reeling, especially with the way they started the season off. Uh, so we'll just keep an eye on Taysom Hill. I know he's a huge impact player for fantasy based on his threat to run the football, uh, especially in the red zone. Uh, so just keep an eye on his practice schedule. Next on the injury list, Miles Sanders. Uh, he re-injured the ankle he missed a few weeks for previously in the season. Uh, the Eagles are on a bye this week, so he should be good to go the week after the bye, so week 15. Uh, bye in week 14. <clears throat> Man, my, my throat is killing me right now. Uh, no, I do not have COVID, just for anybody out there. So I apologize for any coughs in the middle of this. Kind of similar to the Scratchy Throat podcast. Uh, but um, going back to what I was saying, uh, Miles Sanders should be good to go. They have a slew of running backs in, in Philadelphia, and that does not even include their quarterback, Jalen Hurts. So uh, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, they have a lot of players. Uh, they can use Kenneth Gainwell as, as well in the uh, in the backfield. So uh, the, the key to Philadelphia's victory is, uh, in most games, basically in most games for for the for the 
most of the part of the season this year so far and moving on towards as we get towards the end of the season they got to run the ball effective to be good in and and compete in football games uh, as well as having above not above average but at least average quarterback play from either Jalen Hurts or what we just recently saw uh, from the mustache uh, so uh, the Minshew mania is real uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about Minshew mania later but uh, Miles Sanders should be good to go. Uh, keep an eye on it, unless there's some sort of weird setback that he has in the bye week at any point. Uh, it looks like he'll be good to go for week 15. Next on the injury list, Adam Thielen hurt on the first series of the game last week um, where the Vikings lost to the Detroit Lions. He has a high ankle sprain, a grade one high ankle sprain at that, which is the worst type. It looks like two to three weeks. He tried to come out, I think, in the walkthrough and get a little bit of individual drills done during any point this week was not good for that. I didn't think it was a good idea either. Uh, But it seems like a lot of players are playing through injuries, Uh, not just playing hurt, but they're playing through injuries as well. I know there's a very fine line between a lot of TV personalities out there uh, and podcasters and anybody pretty much in the sports world, uh, whether you're hurt or you're injured. Uh, Torn tendons, high ankle sprains, that's an injury. That's not playing hurt. Playing hurt is having a, uh, a bruise, a contusion, uh, a sore ankle, just sore, like it got stepped on, or it's it's not tweaked, it's not sprained, it's not. It, I don't I don't buy into all this garbage uh, that people are saying on the internet and and all over the sports world right now about playing hurt versus playing injured. If you're hurt and you go out there and try and play, it's going to be a huge issue, and you could cause further injury. You could cause bigger injury to another part of your body because you're favoring uh, parts of your body you normally wouldn't. Uh, For a key example of that right now is Dalvin Cook, who will play tonight, Thursday night football, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Dalvin Cook has a torn torn labrum and a dislocated shoulder, uh, and he will start tonight, and I have no idea why. Uh, It's it's the most ballsy decision I can think of, honestly. Uh, We just paid him. He's under contract. Uh, there's already a huge backlash from a lot of Minnesotians. Uh, made up another word on the podcast. I'm pretty sure that's at least 10 words I've made up on the podcast so far. But So appreciate you guys sticking with me on these new words. Maybe I can get him patented and make some money off of it or something. But, like, wh- why? Why is he playing with a torn labor? We're paying him over $12 million a year. He, we just signed him to a big extension. It, it just doesn't make much sense. Alexander Madison, perfectly capable. Kenne Nwangwu, perfectly capable of filling in when Madison is is tired and needs to take a few plays off. So I, I'm not really understanding it, but we're, we're going to move on to our next, uh, our next injury before I keep going off on the Vikings. Next on the list, Logan Thomas tore his ACL last week against the Las Vegas Raiders. He's out for the season, obviously. Late in the season, torn ACL. Um, Huge, actually really cool story if you guys haven't heard about the whole Logan Thomas into the NFL uh, and through college. He was actually a quarterback at Virginia Tech, uh, made a, a... Change at the at position to tight end, uh, but actually did it the right way, not like Tim frickin' Tebow. Uh, and we're not going to go to any extent on Tim Tebow, but th- the Tim Tebow experience was a joke, and I called it uh, before it even happened. If you guys remember from way back when I first, basically when I first started the podcast, Tim Tebow was was coming was coming out and coming out hot uh, in the media. But Logan Thomas, great player, had him in fantasy a few years, watched him 
Uh, I used to watch football at a local bar near my house. A huge Washington football team fan uh, for a lot of years was there. Game was always on. Logan Thomas is a threat at tight end. Uh, Could definitely be up in that top tier, that George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller tier, uh, especially closer to that than where the rest of the tight ends are this season. Uh, So a shame for Logan Thomas. Hopefully he makes a quick recovery and comes back next season. Maybe not by the beginning of the season, but probably close. Next on the list, Kenyon Drake, the Las Vegas Raiders running back, uh, broke his ankle in the same game where Logan Thomas tore his ACL. Uh, He's out for the season as well. Complete fracture. Um, It was an ugly play. If you guys don't like any for any queasy listeners out there, uh, not a fun play to watch. He kind of got collided on by three people. Body went one way. Ankle went the other. Uh, Not a good play. Um, to watch if you're, like I said, queasy and don't like that type of deal. But Kenyon Drake's been leaned on in terms of being an RB2, maybe a flex player for a lot of teams, not even just on bye weeks, but also for people to lean on that are in deeper leagues, maybe 12 or 14 player leagues, uh, 14 team leagues, I guess you should say. So Kenyon Drake takes a hit. Josh Jacobs probably going to get most of those carries, and he's been dinged up all year too, so I'm not even sure where they go. Maybe Jalen Richard if both of them are dinged up in this football game this week. Next on the list, Corey Davis. I mentioned before multiple times, Zach Wilson's favorite target is Corey Davis uh, when he's on the field. Awesome player. Uh, He's helped out a lot this year. Like I said before, also, didn't really have much success when Mike White and or Josh Johnson was out there at quarterback for the New York Jets. But Corey Davis was a threat. He was a, he's been a threat basically his whole career. Had a few slumps, just as a lot of wide receivers do, especially when they first come into the league. Uh, a lot of wide receivers either take off or take down. Uh, going and, and it, you see it a lot. You get a, a what you think is a high quality wide receiver in a draft, and it doesn't matter what fan you are of what football team. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a, a, an avid fan, an average fan. You see the draft. You see you picked up a player. It goes into uh, the media. The media hypes him up, and then they either fall or they rise. And Corey Davis was a high riser right out of the draft. Played well on the Tennessee Titans uh, for a team that didn't really actually throw the ball as often as they probably could have. Uh, so Corey, that's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. Uh, it's a core muscle injury. They said it was a he, he was dealing with a groin all season, so it's probably somewhere in that region. Uh, probably a torn tendon somewhere. Uh, but he's out. He's gonna be out for the season. Um, he's placed on IR. It's it's he's gonna have surgery. He's done. Next on the list, Marlon Humphrey. Uh, I mentioned this on my last podcast, the recap podcast that I I brought. I um, sorry I released on Tuesday uh, and if you haven't seen that please check that out a great episode but Marlon Humphrey torn peck he's going to be out for the season he's having surgery uh, the defense for the Baltimore Ravens has been depleted by injury and he was the one of the big great players uh, that could definitely help carry that defense to at least mediocrity uh, with him out now, it's very slim, very, very slim. Uh, you heard John Harbaugh talk about how he went for two because he they were basically out of cornerbacks. Uh, their secondary is depleted, and uh, without Marlon Humphrey, it's going to be hard for them to win football games. And they don't have an easy schedule coming in. Their easiest game is Cleveland. They play Pittsburgh. They they have a lot of hard games, divisional and non-divisional, coming coming down the home the home stretch. 
Next on the list, Joe Burrow, dislocated pinky. I did say it was broken in the last podcast, which I I apologize for. Uh, Not a broken pinky, just dislocated. Uh, He's questionable, saying he's good to go. Uh, The whole grip thing with with quarterbacks in the NFL, it's it's weird. It's really weird. Uh, You don't have all five fingers you typically would have on the football. You try and overcompensate for it. Therefore, your whole rhythm is thrown off. I've seen this happen multiple times with Vikings quarterbacks that I've watched very closely. Uh, Throughout my career, Brad Johnson had an issue with it, had a terrible game. Uh, Josh Freeman, when we signed him, he was terrible, but had a finger issue before we traded for him mid-year and then came in and put up a stinker. And Dante Culpepper with a similar situation as well. So I've seen that way too often. We've seen what Russell Wilson has put out in, in the what, three or four games that he's been back for. Uh, not Nothing to write home about. Uh, it hasn't looked good. He's looked like very inaccurate. Uh, it's just it's just odd, and and it seems like it affects more. It affects the player more than people would think. So keep an eye on Joe Burrow. Uh, pulling a pulling for the Cincinnati Bengals. Love the Cinderella story of them. Uh, we obviously have a lot more time in the rest of this podcast to talk about them, but. Uh, Joe Burrow, keep an eye on him. He's probably going to play, but it, it might not be as good as you would expect. Next on the list, Keenan Allen placed on the COVID list. He's questionable until Sunday. Uh, he's got to, he's got to, like I've mentioned before, the protocols, the protocol, similar to the how tight the protocol is for concussions, similar to COVID. Uh, he's got to test negative two tests in a row, 24 hours apart. Only one player so far that's been vaccinated because Keenan Allen is vaccinated, confirmed. Uh, one vaccinated player has come back in less than a week, and I believe he was put on the list on Tuesday. Uh, and the the record so far is T.J. Watt at five days, uh, which would be exactly five days until Sunday from Tuesday. So we'll see what happens with Keenan Allen. I have him in fantasy. It's a huge kill to my fantasy team right now if he doesn't play. So pulling for him, uh, as well as him being a PPR machine for a lot of you guys out there as well, trying to get solid wide receiver points uh, from your starting, uh, like your wide receiver one or wide receiver two. Next on the list, Damian Harris, hamstring issue, saw him pull up in the, I think it was the third quarter of the Monday night football game against the Bills. He pulled up. Uh, they tried some stuff on the sideline, similar to Amari Cooper way back when, when Amari Cooper was massaging his legs with tennis balls on the sideline uh, for his hamstring. Uh, same exact situation and the same outcome. Amari Cooper comes back in for one play, catches a touchdown pass, uh, he was in for one play, and then he was done, and he missed a, a weekend, if not two, after that. Uh, similar to Damian Harris, came back in for one play, ran the ball, came right back out. Uh, this hamstring injury might be lingering. Good news for uh, the Patriots and the Patriots fans out there. You have Ramondre Stevenson uh, to <clears> – sorry, once again. Uh, you have Ramondre Stevenson out there. And and he can plug he can plug and play. Uh, you got Brandon Bolden as well. They have a slew of running backs that not a lot of people know about that they can use between the tackles and outside and in the passing game for Mac Jones. So Bill Belichick knows his stuff. He knows what his quarterback needs and his team needs, which is why they're always deep at running back. Next on the list, Emmanuel Mosley, high ankle sprain. Uh, you would wonder why am I putting a San Francisco corner? on the list because all of their corners are always hurt uh, and they're coming into a big game against Cincinnati this week. Huge game. 
their best corner so far this season and probably on the roster is Josh Norman. And as I've said multiple times already, Josh Norman is a penalty machine. Uh, so uh, without Emmanuel Mosley, they're going back into their draft picks. They drafted two corners last year. I know Lenore is one of them, uh, but the other one, the name is 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 foggy. I can't remember what his name is, but they haven't started all year for a reason because Kyle Shanahan doesn't think they can get it done. Now with all of the injuries coming in uh, for the San Francisco 49ers, now they're forced to use these players. So now we'll see what happens. They It's a must win. Uh, Jimmy G knows he's at the end of the road. Trey Lance is the future, but uh, Kyle Shanahan has done a good job sticking with it this season, even through all the injuries, through all the BS. He's played well, even in the divisional games. So uh, it's interesting to see the defense is going to be squirming a bit, that maybe if they can get some pressure on Joe Burrow with the pinky, they might be able to get it done, even with subpar uh, secondary players. Uh, But we'll see. We'll see. Next on the list, Darren Waller, uh, still dealing with a knee issue. Uh, he was week to week, I believe, on the injury podcast I released last last week. Now he's day-to-day. Uh, very promising, honestly, if you're a Raiders fan uh, or if you have him in fantasy. Week to week is uh, make a call early in the week, probably going to rule him out early. Day-to-day, you have a better shot at him playing. Seems like he's making progress uh, with the knee sprain that he's had and has been dealing with for a few weeks now. Uh, so good news for that. Um, I, I listen. I don't have Darren Waller. I like him, and I like Derek Carr more than the average football fan uh, and the average, I guess you you could say, statistician. Uh, Derek Carr is a better quarterback than people think. Uh, I feel the same way about Jimmy G, uh, and similarly half the time about Kirk Cousins. Uh, it's all about the surroundings. They all have flaws. So does every human on earth. Uh, but the surroundings need to be good and. Listen, uh, Darren Waller is a great pass catcher. Uh, He's probably the closest tight end to uh, the ability of Kyle Pitts to run routes and run them well uh, and also be able to act as a wide receiver and split out wide. Uh, Travis Kelsey does it from time to time. He's been struggling recently. Uh, They usually keep George Kittle somewhat close to uh, the end of the line of scrimmage because he helps in the run game so often. Uh, and They don't typically uh, spread him out. Uh, But Darren Waller can play anywhere on the field, uh, and he's going to help you regardless. So uh, for all the owners of him in fantasy out there, I really hope that he starts because because the Raiders don't stand a chance without him. Lastly on the list, the QBs for the New York Giants. So there is a slew of things going on. And once again, I apologize for the scratchy throat. I have no idea what's going on with me today. But um, listen, there's a lot of stuff going around right now. Everybody cooped up because of COVID. Uh, There's colds going around. There's crazy shit going around. Uh, Everybody stay safe out there because I have not said that probably in a podcast for a while. Uh, But stay safe out there. Uh, I'm in the middle of the injury segment, yet I feel the I need the validity of let of making sure that you guys stay safe out there, uh, no matter where you're from. Uh, just be careful. Be careful. So back to the injuries, the New York Giants, QBs, Daniel Jones, neck injury. No idea what's going on with him. Mike Lennon still in concussion protocol as of yesterday. So he has a few days still to be able to clear the concussion protocol to play. Uh, they went out and signed Jake Fromm, the former Georgia quarterback. Um, that was on another roster, not on their own. Plus, they have Brian Lewerke, who has been around uh, for a few years. 
uh, but has not made any splashes anywhere that I am that I have knowledge of, uh, which is going to be very hard to get one of those two QBs ready to go for their game this week. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully, Daniel Jones or Mike Glennon can figure out how to get healthy enough to start the football game so that the New York Giants do not have to go out and try and start a brand new face in an offense on one week's notice. Uh, which is hard for anyone, Uh, better yet, a quarterback who's never played before in the NFL, which is these two not having any NFL starts. Uh, So we'll keep an eye on that as well. Um, But that's the injuries. Like I always say at the end of the injury segment, every time we do the podcast, double check the practice, the practices for these teams, see what their participation is in these practices, whether it be limited, full, whether they only participated in, in independent drills, uh, solo drills, uh, whether they're completely out, uh, and they're noted by their beat writing, their beat writers for their teams that they're going to be out for sure. Keep an eye on that, especially because of the fantasy impact. We move on to the fantasy likes and dislikes. Uh, went with eight players on both for both sides, the likes list and the dislikes list. Uh, we are going to start with the likes this week. So for uh, week 14, let's go with the likes. Uh, number one on the list, K.J. Osborne tonight versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, no Adam Thielen. Justin Jefferson is going to get a lot of. A lot of people looking his way, if not double covered, possibly triple covered. Uh, So it's going to be up to uh, the running backs to get the ball going on the ground, as well as the tight ends in Tyler Conklin, possibly Chris Herndon if he decides to show up. Uh, And K.J. Osborne is going to have to make plays. Now, is he going to be able to make the plays as like Adam Thielen would? Absolutely not. But K.J. Osborne is more than capable of filling in that role, at least to maybe a 70 to 80 percent uh, similar to Adam Thielen, and and that might be good enough because with all of the stuff that that Justin Jefferson is going to be dealing with in the secondary, with double teams, uh, with weird coverages, with all that type of stuff to try and throw off Kirk Cousins, K- KJ Osborne may be uncovered or single covered by probably their third best co- corner, uh, and th- they've been dinged up in their secondary uh, for basically the entire season. So I love KJ Osborne against the Steelers. Number two, vice versa, on the other side of the football, Najee Harris versus the Vikings. Vikings are like one of the worst teams against the run, especially in the last month or two months of the season. Uh, Earlier in the year wasn't a huge issue, uh, but due to the major amounts of injuries and shuffling we've done on the defensive line, as well as the injuries we've had to every single starting linebacker, it's been a problem, and we cannot stop the run. We're giving up a lot of yards per carry. I think it's close to about five yards per carry on the ground uh, in the last month, month and a half. So that's, that is definitely not going to get the job done. And for Pittsburgh, who leans heavily on Najee Harris, do not be surprised if he gets 30 carries as well as multiple targets in this football game. Next on my likes list, Josh Allen versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. It is time for the Bills to show up. They need a win this week, and they need it bad. Uh, at home against the Tampa Bay Bucks, Josh Allen has played bad the last few weeks. I'm taking the action of he's going to figure it out because he has to in this football game, and they're going to probably get a win. Uh, that would be my early pick, and it's not even the weekending pod, which I will come out with tomorrow, by the way. Uh, back-to-back pods, again, for the well, – I've, I've actually done a few back-to-back pods in the last few weeks, but definitely a back-to-back pod going to come out with the 
uh, picks against the spread and over unders, as well as the parlay, which needs to hit this week. Needs to hit this week. Uh, too many losing weeks. So uh, I love Josh Allen this week. I think him and him and Stephon Diggs figure it out early, and with that secondary that Tampa Bay's been trying to put on the field and be decent, uh, they've still been hurt and dinged up, even with their backup players. And I think the Bills' offensive line is good enough to give Josh Allen enough time to either get out of the pocket uh, or find anybody who's going to be basically open uh, against the the piss-poor secondary of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Next on my likes list, Elijah Moore versus the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints' defense as of late has been subpar. And listen, without without having Corey Davis in the game, Elijah Moore's been stepping up as well as a, a little bit of help from Jamison Crowder as well. Uh, so I kind of like Jamison Crowder also uh, this week against New Orleans. Uh, so both of those wide receivers, Elijah Moore, a lot of speed, doesn't have a lot of uh, size, but his route running is good. He has a lot of speed, and and he's been putting up decent stats in the last few weeks, even in games where there's not much garbage time going on. Uh, it's still pretty competitive for the Jets. He's making big catches, and I think that continues this week against New Orleans. Next on the list, Tyreek Hill versus the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know what it is with Tyreek Hill, but he loves to roast the Raiders, and he roasts them often. Uh, his career, I've watched a lot of Chiefs games. I've seen a lot of Tyreek Hill against the Raiders. He's always has a big game regardless of what the score is. Uh, and he's had a lot of piss-poor games in the last few weeks. Now, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to figure it out by the end of the season. I think their offense kind of, turn, kind of turns a corner, uh, as well as their defense kind of coming back to earth a bit since they've been playing out of their minds the last two months. Uh, so I think you see start to see that shift this week. Uh, maybe give up, they give up a little bit more points uh, to the Raiders uh, than they've been giving up on defense, as well as scoring a bit more than they have normally. So uh, I love Tyreek Hill this week. I think Patrick Mahomes finds him and finds him often. Next on my likes list, DJ Moore versus the Atlanta Falcons. DJ Moore has been silent all season. Now, is that his fault? Absolutely not. Look at the quarterbacks he has thrown to him. Cam Newton can throw, can't throw the ball more than 10 yards. Uh, they got P.J. Walker, who's trying his best to be relevant in a game where uh, he's not an NFL quarterback, he's an AFL quarterback. And then you had Sam Darnold, who could not throw the ball to his own team more than he threw it to the opposing team. Uh, so I think D.J. Moore actually has a decent game this week. Atlanta Falcons' defense is subpar. Their secondary is, is bad. Their secondary is very bad. They have a few glimpses of good plays, typically made by their safeties and linebackers, not their corners. DJ Moore is not going to be going anywhere near the middle of the field uh, to be successful. I think he finds a few deep passes uh, where he makes the Atlanta secondary look silly. Uh, And Cam Newton can find an open target regardless of how far it is down the field as long as there's no one within 20 yards of him. So uh, I like I like DJ Moore here in this spot, and the and the, the Panthers are reeling right now. So uh, I think they step up and they get a big win. Next on my likes list, James Conner versus the L.A. Rams. The Rams' defense has actually not been that good uh, against anybody that's not Houston or Jacksonville in the last few weeks. They've given up a lot of points now in tier, like kind of, Kind of dealing with it and kind of explaining it is uh, they're running. People are running enough off tackle where Aaron Donald can't be affected, and he's pretty much double teamed on every play. Their linebackers haven't played. Ex- ex- they haven't played excellent the way they did last season. Uh, kind of building that reputation that the Rams defense has. 
Uh, but James Conner's been great the last few weeks. Probably the most consistent running back. And, and Kyler coming back off the injury. I think they're going to lean on the run a little bit more. D Hop's going to be DeAndre Hopkins is going to be covered by Jalen Ramsey. Uh, they're going to try and mix stuff up, but I think the Rams make it hard. And I think James Conner in a very tight divisional game gets a lot more carries and a lot more targets than would be expected with Chase Edmonds still out of the lineup. Uh, so I love James Conner this week. I know it's not like a huge hot take that I love James Conner, even though he puts up a lot of points every week. Uh, but I actually really like him this week as per as to uh, most weeks where I, he would be a decent play. But this week, I think he matches up pretty well, even with the, the, the high caliber of the Rams defense. Last on my likes list, Rob Gronkowski versus the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Gronk looks like he's back. He looks healthy uh, the last few weeks. Tom Brady's gone his way and gone his way often. Uh, he's catching passes in the middle of the field when they're nowhere near the end zone. He's catching passes in the red zone. Uh, he's catching all different types of passes like Rob Gronkowski would do on the New England Patriots in his prime. So I love him this week. I think it's going to be a rough game, a very close game. So there's going to be that opportunity of not uh, having the Bucks run away with it and start running the football. I think he's going to. I think this is going to come down to a final drive type game. Um, so I think Rob Gronkowski gets at least ten targets, probably hauls in maybe seven of them, and you just hope that most of them go for a lot of yards or a couple touchdowns, or in anybody who owns him in fantasy, both. All right, we go to the other side of the coin, the dislikes this week. Saquon Barkley versus the L.A. Chargers. Uh, if I don't like Saquon Barkley against the worst defense against the run, I will never like him uh, in fantasy this year. I think he's too dinged up. I think he's trying to play through too much of that injury. I don't even think he's close to 100%, uh, and his stats prove it. Uh, he can't. I know. I know that offensive line stinks. I know if you put Saquon Barkley on the Patriots or or on a team that has a decent offensive line, he's better. Uh, but that's another reason why I don't like him this week. Uh, the offensive line for the Giants is horrible. Uh, horrible for quarterbacks. Horrible for running backs. Horrible for their whole offense. Uh, and Saquon's not catching that much out of the backfield for anything worth a lick. Uh, quite frankly, uh, so and, and he's not getting any rushing. Uh, 13 carries for 40 yards seems to be his cap, so I hate him this week against the Chargers, as well as I think Herbert uh, and the Chargers come out hot and, and start scoring early, and I don't think the Giants are built to come back from behind. Next on the dislikes list, Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott as a combo versus the Washington football team. Their defense, the Washington football team's defense has played amazing the last month of the of the season. Uh, they're currently on, I think, a four-game win streak. They're going to ride it hard, uh, and it's going to be a great game against the Dallas Cowboys this week. Uh, I don't see much. I, I think the, the Washington football team defense tightens up and tightens up hard uh, against the entirety of the Dallas Cowboys offense, uh, and that includes Dak Prescott as well, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, but I don't think there's going to be much of anything going. Ezekiel Elliott's dinged up. I like Pollard. Uh, a lot of people like Pollard more than Zeke. I don't like Pollard more than Zeke between the tackles. I, I, I just don't. I like him outside. I like him in the receiving game. I just don't like him between the tackles, and, and I think that's the way you got to target the Washington football team because their defensive ends stay put, their linebackers have been tackling well, and their secondary has been better than people expected. So the way you got to get them is between the tackles, take those runs, and keep the chains moving, and I just don't think they the Cowboys do it this week. Next on the list, David Montgomery versus the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are getting back. Jair Alexander, I think, 
uh, for this game against the Bears. And Zadarius Smith, not to mention Preston Smith, is getting close to 100%. They've been missing those two, their two best defensive players all season, and they still have been a top five defense. When they get them back, it's going to be even worse. Uh, and David Montgomery is going to eat that bullet. Uh, he's gonna, they're gonna try and run. I know Andy Dalton and and Justin Fields are both either inconsistent or hurt or a combination of both. Maybe it's time to bring Nick Foles in and see if he can play himself into another gig. Possible, very possible. I've seen him do it before against my own football team. So I uh, don't know what happens at the quarterback position. Not a single clue. Uh, so basically, I just hate David Montgomery this week, and also I hate most of the Chicago Bears this week. I don't think there's a single Bear I would recommend starting, not not even close. I think Green Bay goes, and they win this game by 20, 25 points. It's not even close. Aaron Rodgers has the toe issue, I know, but he juked out Jalen Ramsey when the toe was more of an issue. He's making a comeback or making a lot of progress, as he would say on the Pat McAfee show on Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. So I just hate David Montgomery this week. Next on the list, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire versus the Raiders. Uh, the Chiefs can't run the football. This is not this is not rocket science. There's a lot of people who took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire early in drafts this year. They've been starting them because the running back position has been dinged up a lot of this season, uh, which I don't blame you for. If you got no one to start, you might as well start Clyde. Uh, you might as well. Uh, but he's not going to get you what you think he's going to get you. And the Raiders' defense has been stingy. Uh, they didn't really allow much from Antonio Gibson in terms of touchdowns. Uh, they did allow a lot of yards, but the defense for the Raiders has been stepping up. Uh, I, like I said, I think Mahomes finds it through the air, and they probably abandoned the run game uh, unless it's get, this gets way out of hand and early. Uh, so I definitely don't like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire this week versus the Raiders. Next on the dislikes list, Justin Jefferson versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is self-explanatory. Uh, there's going to be three people looking at Justin Jefferson on every play, regardless of where he's lined up, whether that be in the backfield, in the slot, or out wide. Uh, I, like I said, I think this sets up for Tyler Conklin, maybe D.D. Westbrook at the wide receiver three position, and especially K.J. Osborne for one of those three people to take some of that load off of just Justin Jefferson with the absence of Adam Thielen. I just don't think that Justin Jefferson... Now, listen, I, like I say for a bunch of these people that I put on my dislikes list, if you don't have anybody to plug in or... Uh, I'm not saying Justin Jefferson's going to have two catches for 20 yards in this game. Um, he's probably going to get five, six catches and some of them may be deep, some of them may be short. I have no idea. Uh, but he's going to get a lot more attention, which is why I think he's not down to have his 11 catches for 180 yards in a touchdown type game. Next on the dislikes list, Adrian Peterson versus Houston. Uh, Adrian Peterson, listen, I, I, I applaud the man. Amazing running back for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I love him as a football player, kind of dislike him as a person. Uh, he's done a lot of sketchy stuff in, in recent years, but he's going for uh, top 10 uh, in rushing uh, for the NFL in its history. Uh, he has 11 carries for 16 yards, I feel like, in every single football game, but somehow gets a one-yard touchdown every week. Uh, so don't expect Adrian Peterson to come onto the Seahawks and all of a sudden run two, 20 times for 150 yards and two touchdowns. It's not going to happen. So if you need a plug-and-play for somebody on a bye or you really can't get anybody, 
you could start them, but just know that there's a very good chance that you end up with less than two points in fantasy if you start Adrian Peterson, even against Houston. Next on the list, Tom Brady versus the Buffalo Bills. Now, you're going to say, oh, well, I just put Gronk on the likes list. Yes, I did put Gronk on the likes, likes list. But I think Tom Brady is going to find some trouble with the experienced quality of the secondary that is the Buffalo Bills. Their secondary is number two in the league right now. They are they play very tight coverage. The, the wide receivers for Tampa Bay this year have been kind of quiet. Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin have been kind of quiet. They're nowhere near the tops of the statistics this year. It seems like Tom Brady's going to running backs more, going to Gronk more. I just don't see Tom Brady having his three to four touchdowns, no picks, and 300 yards passing. I think this game's lower scoring. I think that it's a closer game. Uh, So I don't think Tom Brady's going to put up the stats that you think he's going to put up or that anybody out there thinks he's going to put up. I think he has a little more than 200 yards passing, maybe one touchdown. They run the ball with Leonard Fournette a decent amount. And that's the way they have to try and get a victory in Buffalo. I just don't see Tom Brady going off for for record-setting yards and record-setting TDs in this game. Last on my dislikes list is Dak Prescott versus the Washington football team. We basically talked about it already. I like the way the, the Washington football team's defense is played. I think Dak Prescott has struggled a bit, especially in this last last month, month and a half since he's returned from the injury. He had a few good games, one against Atlanta, uh, and then they went into New Orleans last week. The offense looked weird. The defense kind of carried them, and basically Taysom Hill gave them the win last week with four picks. Uh, and they had fumbles in that game as well. So uh, turnovers galore. They only won by 10. Um, so I I just don't love Dak Prescott this week. If he's your starting quarterback, if you're a Cowboys fan, you got to stick with him. Uh, you're not going to go out and plug Tua in for him this week. Or, or Tua's on a bye, I think. But I, I just think I don't I don't love the, the Dak Prescott matchup with, between him and the football team. All right, we've reached the brand new segment, the Step Up Man segment. Uh, I have five players and or coaches and or uh, anything in terms of a, somebody that's in an organization in the NFL, five people that really need to step it up this week, uh, whether it be to, to keep their job, whether it be to stay relevant for the playoffs, uh, whether it be for kind of some recent performances uh, and and. And, and all all of the above, right? So this is the brand new segment called Step Up Man, uh, and we're going to get it going right now. Number five, Matt Rule. Come on, man. Step it up. Joe Brady just got fired. Matt Rule, they started 3-0. and They went two, they've gone 2-7 and in their last, sorry, yeah, they've gone 2-7 and in their last nine games. It's rough. They started 3-0. It looked good. I said even on this podcast, they played against some some really bad teams. Then Sam Darnold started to stink. Then he got hurt. Then they signed Cam. Then Cam started to stink. Then they put P.J. Walker in. P.J. Walker started to stink. So the offense is struggling. The defense has tried to carry them through football games. It's not working. They're at the cusp of the edge of falling off the cliff, which is the NFC wildcard race. Uh, so Matt Rule really needs to step it up, and not only just for his football team, but for him, because he may be on a hot seat. Number four, and this one's for Emmanuel Kidane for the EK Parlay. Number four is Jalen Hurts. 
Step up, man, Jalen. Come on. Your, your backup is capable. Gardner Minshew came in, played a great game, proved that he can probably throw the ball a little bit better than Jalen Hurts can, especially down the field and on the run uh, and in the pocket, to be honest with you. Uh, they, they have wild card hopes. They're ahead of, the, of a few teams that were very promising in the wild card race. The Eagles defense has played well. Jalen's last game he played was awful. Um, so... Uh, let's see what happens when he comes back. Should be back after their bye week this week in week 15. Uh, and they've already said, Nick Sirianni has already said that Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback. So let's see what happens. Uh, but I'm, I, I don't like Jalen. I know my my very good friend Emmanuel Kadane from the EK Parlay also does not like Jalen Hurts. And Jalen knows that his backup can play. So let's, let's see what happens. Does Philadelphia go in a different direction to bet based on the way Jalen Hurts ends this season? And if they make the playoffs or not, we don't know. They might or they might not, but he needs to play better. Number three is Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Listen, Zach Taylor was the biggest joke coming into this season. He had a really bad record in his first two seasons in Cincinnati. Former linebacker in the NFL. He's achieved higher than expectation this year by far. Joe Burrow's playing well. Their offense looks good. They're running the football well. Their defense has played well. They're competing in one of and probably the most competitive division in the league this year in the AFC North. Uh, it looks like the the Baltimore Ravens are, Ravens are reeling right now. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have been inconsistent, and the Browns with Baker Mayfield have been crazy bad the last month. So. Uh, it looks like they can step up. Uh, step up, man. Let's go. Come on, Zach Taylor. Let's try and get this divisional win. Let's try and win this division. Let's try, try and make a run in the playoffs like they could never do with Andy Dalton. Number two on the step up man list, Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson hasn't played well. Listen, he might be good for your fantasy rosters. He might be still putting up points. Uh, but Lamar hasn't played well the last month, month and a half. It just hasn't looked good. And, and right now, with, with how bad their defense is crippled by injury, uh, and basically uh, they subpar play at times, now it's going to be more with all the injuries. Lamar needs to step up to be able to carry this football team. He's playing for a contract. He is playing for a contract. And with this subpar play, he's not going to get it. Now, I, there's a lot of people out there that said Lamar tr should have tried to get a contract before the end of this season. I don't think that's something that the Ravens are into. Uh, so he's going to have to play well, and he's going to have to play well down the stretch if he wants the $40 million uh, that he thinks he's going to get in an extension per year with the Baltimore Ravens. And number one on the step-up man list, come on, man, step up, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, two and three in his last five games. Uh, they got a win against New Orleans, who's reeling, and Atlanta, but lost to the Broncos uh, in a in a bad game and a bad performance by Dak. They lost to the Raiders on Thanksgiving, where their defense decided to not show up, uh, and they lost to the Chiefs bad, badly, and only put up nine points. So Dak Prescott needs to figure out this offense, and they need to do it soon because guess who's coming? The Washington football team. Taylor Heineke, game managing through football games. Their defense is playing well. They're running the football well. And they play against the Washington football team this week. Right now, the Cowboys are 8-4. Washington is 6-6. Six six. Washington gets this win. They're one game out of the division. And they would have the tiebreak because they would have beaten the Cowboys this week. So it's it's gonna it could get ugly in the NFC East. These teams are a little better than we expected in the offseason uh, com compared to the 
former name of the NFC East, which was the NFC Least, coming out of every sports media center that I've seen since the offseason even started. Uh, but Dak needs to play better. And all of his players are coming back. Amari's back. CeeDee Lamb's back from the concussion. Michael Gallup is back off of IR. They have Tony Pollard. Zeke's at least 80%. Maybe he's a little dinged up. And their offensive line's playing well, so there's no excuses anymore. Dak needs to step it up. All right, guys, that's the end of the segment. That's the end of the podcast. I appreciate you all listening, dealing with me changing the days of the podcast. Hopefully it doesn't screw you guys up too much. Uh, but I will be back tomorrow. Going to record basically the same time I'm recording now. So probably start around 4 o'clock. Give you guys the your uh, preview segment for week 14. Uh, bets against the spread as well as uh, over-unders as well as the EK parlay. So that will be out tomorrow probably. Depending on what platform you look at, uh, Apple Podcasts usually goes up uh, live on the website or on the app sooner than the others. Uh, but should be able to wa- listen to it. Um, probably tomorrow night and or Saturday to get ready for Sunday's football games. I'm going to get ready right now to go watch the Minnesota Vikings, see if they can get a win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. If they do not, uh, probably the end of the season and probably the firing of Mike Zimmer and the end of the Kirk Cousins regime uh, in Minnesota. So a lot of changes happening based on this football game, if it goes one way. Uh, Not giving you guys best bets, but I will never again take the Vikings minus the points. Right now it's the Vikings minus three. I would take Pittsburgh plus three, honestly, uh, and probably the under if I had to choose something right now. Uh, And I think the under moved down to 43, so it's pretty low. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game tonight, but nonetheless, it's football. Going to watch my team, going to support my team tonight. So I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much. Remember, uh, follow me on Twitter at AllInManCavePod. Uh, as well as uh, add me on Facebook, uh, Cole Haight, C-O-L-E-H-A-Y-D as in dog, T as in Tom. Uh, and spread the uh, spread the word on the podcast. Anybody you think you would like it, uh, anybody who loves the NFL, uh, let them know about the All In Man Cave podcast uh, found on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and other places that podcasts are found. Uh, very cold night uh, tonight in Pennsylvania. Going to go get dressed, put my jersey on, uh, get everything going. Uh, but until tomorrow, uh, I will not see you, which I normally say, but I will talk to you tomorrow. Uh, and until then, later.